Good morning. Glad to be here. Uh, it's always a privilege to get to uh, speak. And, uh, you know, I really sometimes kind of wish Scott would go away more often. <laughs> just kidding. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. <clears throat> you know, it's good to be opening the Word. We're going to look at uh, a passage today that uh, uh, it's from the Psalms. It's the 46th, 46th Psalm. And, you know, is this, this series that we're going through, practices, um, each of them are about things that you can do. They are things that you can do. They are things that we suggest and encourage. They aren't about things that you must, things that you should, things that you ought to do. They are things that you can do. You know the difference? Practices are things where you can go deeper, you can go further, you can find more. Um, But not everyone goes there. And so we want to be sure that you understand that what we're talking about here are things that can be added. And I say that because what we're going to talk about today in the idea of being still, it's not so much about doing It's about letting all those things that we do go, that we might find more, that we might find deeper, that we might find fuller. You know, we are are so involved in activities. You know, I mean, if you think about it, we're, we're constantly thinking, do I have something unbuttoned or something? My ear thing is weird. Oh, sorry. My... Brenda was looking at me like, what? like, I thought my pants were unzipped or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the little microphone, I think we broke it when I put it on, so uh, it's going to... I broke it. it. Well, no, you don't have to confess. <laughs> that's all right. Although confession is a practice that's good for the soul. Now, <laughs> anyway, so if that distracts you... Um, Sorry, <laughs> I don't know what I can do about it. Uh, now, where was I? Oh, stillness. Um, think about it. I mean, right now, you probably, some of you are thinking, gee, do the kids that I go to school with like me? Uh, how am I going to get all the snow out of the driveway? It's Christmas is coming. I've got a job that I've got to do. I've got, I've got things I've got to see to. Is there enough gas in the tank? Is there, where is hockey practice this afternoon? And who, who's going to take care of these different things? And, and the homework that has to get done, and I've got a test coming up, and I've got a test coming up. And there's things coming I do have a test coming up, by the way. And there's just so many things going on. There's, there was this election. Did anybody pay any attention to the, the fact that there was an election? And, and that there are some people that are not happy with the outcome. And there are some people that are, well, okay, well, that was the outcome. And there are some people that maybe are even happy with the outcome. There, you know, there is so much going on. There's broken necks. There's broken hips. There's broken backs. There's people losing their jobs, there's divorces, there's marriages, there's, oh my goodness, and what's going to happen tomorrow? Well, we've got to leave the car there so we can go to this place, but then we have to be sure that we can come back and get it, and then it needs oil. And, and, right? Right? And then you come to church and you hear, pray, and sing, and study your Bible, and do these things, and confess, and... How many of you right now, Right now, this moment, have a list that's waiting to be checked off. Yes, right? 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to tell you anything that any of that is wrong. It's part of life. It's just life. It's just the stuff that we are involved in at all times. For some people, it's beyond any coping. I was at a place one time where I just didn't know how to cope. I, I just couldn't figure out how to do what needed the next best thing. I, I didn't know what it was. And, and I asked a, a friend and a pastor, I said, Don, wh- how, can I get, how can I get through this? How can I find a way through this? He said, what one decision can you make right now? Oh, just one? Yeah, just make one. Oh, and then make the next one. But don't think about the next one until you've made the one you need to make right now. Just do that. And I began to understand that there might be a different path to things through life, through the turmoil, through the stress, through the changing jobs. And the, By the way, I changed jobs. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it, I, I love to preach to myself, by the way. Um, through all these things, there's, there's another path, there's another way, there's another place that we can go. And so, over the years, I've come to the 46th Psalm, particularly chapter, I mean, verse 10. Verse 10, especially that first phrase, even, that first sentence. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Be still. My dad used to yell that at me in the back seat of the car as we'd be traveling down the highway. Please, just be still! But that's part of it. That, that term still, it has such a rich meaning, doesn't it? It does mean to stop and to rest. It also means to remain. He's still here. You're still here. (laughs) Life still goes on. It means peace. You know, there's a place, the, the natural dam is kind of washed out now, but there was a place up on Spring Creek. Some of you know where I'm, you've been there. There was a place up there where the stream got dammed up. And it was kind of a... It, a lot of Spring Creek is, is a pretty rushing creek. But there's this one place where it got dammed up and the water was still. Below that place, it rushed like crazy because it goes downhill there. I mean, it, it really does. But that one place, the water was deep and it was dark and it was filled with fish and the water was just still. I loved to go to that place. I loved it. It was hard to fish because you couldn't get quite... But it was a good, still pool. And for those of you who are fishermen, I'll extend that a little bit. You all know that when you go fly fishing, one of the places that you look for is a big rock. And behind that big rock, usually there's still water, and you can cast that fly right... Right? And have you ever noticed that still water is usually deeper? I mean, people have said that for years. But it usually is. It's usually deeper. doesn't mean that there's not still a current moving through there. It just means that it's deeper and it's still and it's not got the rushing torrent. Still. 
means to be quiet. It means to be quiet. It means to stop. Strangely, it also means to ferment. And purify. And separate. Still is a rich word. And to be still. God is calling us to this place. He says, you know, take Practice this. Take 10 seconds and stand behind the rock. And be still. Let all the torrent rush past. Be still. Be still. And know that I am God. Because in that stillness, and in that quiet place, in that place where you've let go, where you're climbing the mountain with your hands wide open, where I surrender all, where I lay down my burdens, and I know that he is God. And knowing, too, is a rich word. The psalmist was very wise in choosing his words this way, but I know it that God laid this on his heart, that he might write this down, that each of us in our own time might discover the truth of this. Because while stillness is rich, knowing is rich. Knowing is the gathering of knowledge and understanding. In fact, it's more about understanding than it is about the information itself. It's taking that information and putting it into something that becomes deeper and fuller and more real and more complete. That same word that's here, know that I am God, is the word that when, you know, Abraham was promised to be the father of multiple children beyond the counting of any, uh, anyone. And it says, and he knew Sarah and she became pregnant. Same word. Same word. It's about intimacy. It's about intimacy and love. God says, let all that stuff go. Be still. And let you and I be intimate one with another together. Let us know one another. Let us see one another. I know all that stuff, the good that you do, the effort that you put in. I see it. I know how tired you are. Be still and know that I am God. And that phrasing is also wonderful because it says, I am God. His name, his very name is I am, the I am. Be still and know the infinite. Be still and know the things that are beyond all understanding. Be still and know that God loves you. You're a good, good father. 
That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. And when I say who I am, I'm saying your very name. Isn't this something that is to be desired? (coughs) To be still and know. Why does God call us to do this? Why does God say, be still and know that I am God? Well, of course, knowing him is, is vital to our walk with him. Knowing what he's done and knowing what he has done for us. Knowing that, he's lo- that he loves us. Also, he, the psalmist followed it up by saying, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Being still is a private practice. Being still is something that you do probably best in a private place, in a quiet place, maybe even in the dark. Wherever it helps you be still. And God says to do, to be, to be still, that you might know him, because then he is exalted in all the earth. You want to know how to exalt God? Be still. Know Him. Let Him direct your thoughts and your mind and your heart and your effort when you're not still. You know, His disciples, they got to do so many amazing things. And there was so much going on around them. So much. I mean, imagine, just imagine being people that live in a you know, small town, you know, that you've known the same people all your life. You've worked with the same people all your life. You've, you, you really didn't expect anything much to change, you know. And suddenly you get to follow around with this man who does these things. You know, feed 5,000 people. And, pick, and after they're done eating, from just a few fish and a few loaves, pick up 12 baskets full of leftovers. I mean, we probably all made leftovers this last couple of days, and you know about that. But there was more leftover than there was to begin with, and they got to experience that. They took the things out of the basket, and it kept coming. And, and each of them got to see that. And, and just, the, just the amazing miracles, the the lame that were healed, the blind that regained their sight, the leopards, lepers that were cleansed, the, the dead that were raised, they saw and experienced. <clears throat> and Jesus used somewhat these same words in one instance. They're out on the ocean, the sea, the Sea of Galilee. And if you know how Israel is, it's a bunch of high-ish mountains that encircle this low valley. And so all these winds, the prevailing winds, would come down and go down the valley. And so the Sea of Galilee would have storms all the time. It was fairly common. But the fishermen knew not to go out on the lake when it could storm. And, and, and when it did, they knew they were in trouble. And this one time, this is in Mark chapter 4, they were going across the lake <coughs> And Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat. And this boat was being swamped. 
And the disciples, after seeing all these things (laughs) and more, they woke Jesus up and they say, don't you care that we're perishing? Don't Don't you know that there's a storm going on? And Jesus stood up, and in verse 39, if you want to look this up, he said, Peace, be still. And the raging storm was calmed. The practice of being still is finding that place in the, in the most dire of circumstances find stillness and peace and to know that he is God. And the change that comes in your heart is praising God in all the earth. If we we read on, I mean, here's here's the promise of what, what this is about. In fact, the 46th Psalm, we'll read it here together, is is really sort of Strangely, warlike. This is a lot of warlike uh, terms, and um, and it doesn't seem very peaceful. On 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 a first read, he says, "God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble." God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Have you ever heard anybody cry out, Oh God, where were you? Oh God, where are you? He's our refuge and strength. Did we go to the refuge? Did we gain strength from seeking him? Were we still enough to know that he was present? Like I said, these are things that we, we're not commanded to do. We're just offered. <laughs> I mean, there are commands in Scripture, <laughs> things that we should and ought to do. This is an offer. He said, Jesus said, you know, are you weary and heavy laden? Come to me and I'll give you rest. <laughs> Do we believe him? He says, come. All who are thirsty. Come. Because I am your refuge and strength. A very present. I am so present in your life. Be still and know. Verse 2, therefore we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob's is our fortress. 
Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. See the setting? (laughs) The passage that gives me such deep peace is set in a place where he talks about all these things. All this destruction and war and difficulty and strife. All the stuff that is in the earth. And he also refers to the fact that heaven is not moved by these things. Heaven is not moved by these things. (laughs) Doesn't matter who we elect, God is in charge. God is in charge. Now, each of you come to, the, to what you're hearing from your own place, wherever that might be. Some of you may be hearing this and saying, wow, that, that sounds good, but I don't know how to get there. Or, gee, I could sure use some of that right now. Or some of you may be saying, Mark, you don't even know how good it is, how deep it is. How much strength I gain from just a few moments of silence and stillness and knowing God. I, I tried to remember this guy's name all week and I couldn't. He was the missionary that went to China and he, he created the Inland Christian Mission. I, I, it, what is it? I still didn't hear you. No, no, no. Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor. He, he was one of the first people that went to China with the idea of um, not trying to make China, Chinese people in their culture British, but to go and preach to them in their own culture. And he was a man of deep prayer. And uh, there was one instance when he was back in England, and he asked his, he must have been fairly wealthy because he had a butler. <laughs> and he asked his butler, you know, I'm going to go as my practice every day. He would pray, he would pray every morning before breakfast, for about an hour, you know, his time of stillness, his time of, of being alone with God. And he said, please come and get me when breakfast is ready. And it was to practice every day. Well, on this one morning, uh, the butler forgot to get him, forgot all about him. There was other things going on. He was distracted. And he just forgot. And he realized later in the day, he's still in there. I'm going to get fired. I forgot to get him. So he sheepishly, Sir? (laughs) Sir? And Hudson Taylor got up and said, Oh, the hour passes so quickly. Is breakfast prepared? I'd love to get there. For me, if I can have 10 seconds of stillness and knowing. Mm. There's so many things that invade my mind. So many cares and so many worries and so many things just of life.
God has invited us into this place where we can practice it. Maybe for 10 seconds. Maybe for a minute. Could be an hour. Who knows? He invites us in. He invites us in and he says, just be still. Just just be still. And I'll show you myself. I'll purify your heart so that you might see. I'll show you the infinite so that you might find humility. I'll show you my power so that you'll know your powerlessness. And in those things, you'll find peace. You'll find peace. And I'll be exalted through your life and heart and mind. I pray that this is a practice that each of you will pursue. You might start by asking God to calm the storm. Because he will promise by saying, I will. Peace be still. I can calm the storm. I can calm your heart. And if you're saying in your mind now, oh, if it were only so. Oh, if it were only so. Try for a second. Just try. Open your heart to what God can do. Just let it be. There's many other things I'd like to say, but I think at this point they would be just more encouraging words and not more depth. So what I'd like you to do is just for a second, just bow into your heads and close your eyes. Lord God, we lay it, lay it at your feet. Whatever it is. We lay it at your feet and we say, Lord, I lay this down that I might be at peace. Lord, clear... Silence the voice in our head that distracts. Lord, we stand, we sit, we pray before you, knowing that you know us. There's nothing hidden to you. There are many things that we wish were not so in our own hearts and our minds. There are many thoughts that we wish that we did not have. So we ask God that you just now still our hearts and our minds. Fill us with your presence. 
if even for only just a second. Let our hearts and minds and souls see and know that you are God. as we go now from this place encourage us with your presence because you are our refuge and our strength a very present help in time of trouble and there will be trouble just as there will be joy Lord we go with your spirit And we pray these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Go in the peace and the presence of the Lord. Have a good week.